What's up, y'all? Respect the Chat Podcast, episode 84, out the car, in the seat, headphones on, ready to go. Now that I'm a Milford resident, these guys got to wait for me. Shout out to Milford, man. I love y'all out there. Respect the chat. Listen to us. Uh, Rich got a good agenda coming up, but this is the Randy Morse episode, the 84. I was thinking about this on my way here because I thought it was um, the 84th episode. I've come to the conclusion I think Randy Morse is the best wide receiver that's ever played fo- uh, football. What? That's what, I, that's what I've come to the conclusion. Over Jerry Rice? I know I'm going to get a lot of hate on this. T.O.? But I feel like Frankie's on my side. I don't know if he is. I just think Randy Moss is the best receiver to ever play football. The best receiver that I've ever watched play football, I think maybe has an influence on it. Because I did watch Jerry more towards the end of... He was more with the Raiders when I watched him. A little bit with the 49ers. Very little. Um, But Randy Moss, man... I just think the guy was unbelievable. And if he would have played with, I think, even better quarterbacks than what he did for a couple of years there, played with Dante Culpepper for a long time, not the greatest quarterback. Tom Brady, one of the greatest. Played with the Titans for a little bit, right? Here oh. and there? Yeah. He was played he then with the some random teams there, Randy Moss. He just started sprinkling in with random teams here and there. Um, but I just think Randy Moss is the greatest receiver ever. Agree or disagree? He's the greatest receiver that I've ever seen. I mean, Calvin right. Johnson's up there if he didn't retire early, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Jerry Rice, I think, still should be considered the greatest wide receiver ever mm-hmm. just because of the numbers and the stats and everything. He's right. like 5,000 receiving yards more than the next best receiver, Terrell Owens. Listen, like, like Joe the, Montana and Steve Young have a part of that. I know Jerry Rice has unbelievable talent. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Jerry Rice at all. I'm just saying the speed, the athleticism. But you're even saying he's better than Terrell Owens, who is second on that list for receiving yards. Oh, I definitely think he's better than Terrell Owens. Randy Moss. Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, Frank. Randy Moss. Yeah. Who do you got? What's your top three, Rich? I I was just stating some stats, but I definitely think Moss is – it's two behind okay. behind Rice. I ain't mad at that. Listen, Rice is the best all time at okay. wide receiver. Okay, we'll debate that for a little bit. Maybe when the mics are off. But also, the, the Cowboys got got rid of their coach, bro. Finally, I am pumped. <laughs> Y'all have no idea how happy I am all day today. I had a little mishap at work, getting my email figured out. I had a little rough start to my morning, but then once I found out that the Cowboys got rid of their coach. I was pumped, bro. How about uh, they said Jason Garrett went into that last meeting thinking that he was going to be the head coach next year. Like, he thought that he wasn't at the end of the season, and then through the first two meetings, he went into the third thinking that he was going to return. They cut him. (laughs) Cut him loose. I guess they couldn't come to a – I heard something today on first take. I was listening to it when I was at the gym. I guess he was trying to point the finger a little bit more at Kellen Moore. Like, he didn't want him there as an offensive coordinator. He didn't want that to happen. So he – and I guess that was his whole argument in these meetings. was Like, listen, like, I didn't want this guy to come in. But you guys forced him – like, you kind of made him the offensive coordinator. But but in his situation, like, Kellen Moore ha- had the best offense that the Cowboys ever had in history. It's not just the offense that so, was the problem. The defense underperformed a lot too this year, and nothing really changed. It's, they it, had a couple of injuries, but – I agree. One hundred percent was Jason Garrett, but I, I, I heard a little something like that was what like his his argument. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you going to fire me when you guys brought in your guy? But at the same time, well, like I just said, like yeah. they, they were the best 
offense I think ever in Cowboys history. Here's like, the way, offensive wise. Yeah, here, here's the way I view that, and and I hear that, and I hear what the people are saying, the experts, like, well, Kellen Moore had one of the best years ever, and Dak had a, his best year ever. Here's the thing, though. All they really did was give Dak more opportunities to throw the ball. I don't think there was anything innovative that this guy Kellen Moore really did. In the beginning, I was, like, miraged by the couple wins of some crappy teams. But I don't think he did anything to change the offense. I think they just gave Dak more opportunities to throw the ball, and he could do that. They weren't smart calls, and they weren't smart play calls. So I don't think but that end- should be a reason why— you, that that should be any type of argument that Jason Garrett had. And the other part is, yeah, not only did the defense not live up to the potential, the whole team didn't live up to the potential. You can't in the in this year with the way that the, that division went, not win the division. Agreed. The division was awful this year. The Giants were awful. The Redskins were awful. The Eagles were not good at all until the last three four games of the year where they looked okay. Okay, we should have easily won that division. But here's the problem with this, is if that's Jason Garrett's excuse, then you've been there for a decade, bro, as an assistant, as a, as a, as a, um, as a, as a quarterback. Didn't he win the most games as a starting coach for the Cowboys, 85? No, second most. Second, second most. most yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, but the other part is this. He had, he had four 8-8 eight eight seasons. That's not good. 500's not good. You know what I'm saying? So you're taking one year, your last year, where you're trying to say that this young guy, if that's his excuse, this young guy came in, started making play calls over you, and you didn't want him there, you had a bunch of other years to figure it out. You had a bunch of other years to figure it out. You never put, took this team to their potential, and that's a lot on the coach. Plus, yes. what is it, like one playoff win his whole time as a Two. head coach there? Yeah. Two. It's, it's not, awful. It's not great. It's terrible. But here's terrible. the thing going back to what you were saying, like, don't, like when they're on the sideline and they're calling when Kellen Moore's calling in the play to Dak, he's listening, right? Yeah. And he's still and he's able to communicate. Yeah. So like if it's third and one or something like can't he override Kellen Moore? Of course. Yeah, so, but not not as easily as you're thinking because yeah. he don't have the play sheet in front of him. Exactly. But in a, in a sense he could though. Yeah. He knows what he knows every the whole game plan. When they plan all week at the end of the week, they all go in like, this is what our game plan is. What are you thinking about calling? Let's look at that, da da da. Yeah. And if he's not liking it, he could tell him, like, yeah, he can go over to him and be like, you see, you see all the coaches do it all the time over the coordinator, like, yo, like, what you could, I don't know what they're saying, but like, what, what are you calling? You know what I'm saying? Like, who's. Especially at halftime. Yeah, I mean, what's if you don't like what the, are we doing? The, way the direction of the game is going. But I, I think that the Cowboys didn't run their offense that way this year, and that was part of the problem. It wasn't mm-hmm. a one play call t- into Dak and then that's the play that they ran. Mm-hmm. It was kind of schemes and let, letting Dak try to figure out what the defense was in and then call the play accordingly at the line. Mm-hmm. That's why they were killing a lot of plays and making a lot of audibles. And, I mean, it worked to a sense, but they really didn't have any identity on offense as a football team, I think, because of it. I agree. And I don't think it's just we should just look at it from this year. It, yes, this he didn't win this year in his contract year. And I know that means a ton that you need to win in your contract year, but over his time there, he just didn't. He wasn't a good coach. No. Like, so let's look at it as a whole. Moments he wasn't a right. good coach. He wasn't, and that's what counts too. Like if you're not over the longevity of your career, winning and going to the playoffs and winning in the playoffs, then it, one year, yes, is the backbreaker. But like it, it, it encompasses so much more than that. So I'm just excited 
for the Cowboys to have a new coach, a fresh start, let's, a lot of talent. Let's get let's get busy over there, man. Let, let, let's stay there because this is on the agenda. Mm-hmm. But who do you think is going to be brought in? I mean, there's a lot of names being tossed around. Yeah. You got Urban Meyer. You got I heard Bob Stoops might even be a person from the ex Oklahoma mm-hmm. coach mm-hmm. Lincoln Riley, mm-hmm. the coach from Texas A and M, the one that coached Dak. His okay. name was brought up. Okay. Yeah, they uh, were saying that that's really not a good idea. No, it's not. But these are just names that were brought up. Uh, Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy was brought At up. At a retirement. Uh, I, I don't really well, see that Tony happening. Tony Dungy. I love that. Oh, yeah, that's no, Herm, no, Ed- he, no, Herm Edwards is the one with Arizona State, yeah, correct? Okay. Tony Dungy does the yeah. Sunday night whatever game, but uh, pregame. And then someone brought up Marvin Lewis today, which was no, pretty funny. No, but. That's ne- not an option. Mike McCarthy still available. The, the Giants still haven't done nothing. The mm-hmm. Patriots guy, Josh McDaniels, think, is brought up. I think up. that's the front runner, from what I heard on first mm-hmm. take today. But mm-hmm. and yeah, you were listening to it too. Yeah. The key, what what they said, and I agree with the most, is Jerry's going to have to pay good money for one of these coaches. Yeah. And I I don't know if he's and going give to give them course, a lot of control. Of They're yes. going to ask for control because guys like that, mm-hmm. like. The, the Patriots guy, Mike McCarthy, he don't want to just be the head coach. He wants to be the head coach and the GM and yes. let him run the team. I don't know how that's going to That's always the biggest over. issue is with, with the Cowboys. Is, is it the same issue with the Knicks. Is the owner doesn't want to give all the say to the coach. And that's always going to be a problem. The Knicks are never going to be successful, and the Cowboys are never going to be successful until Jerry Jones gets out of the way and Stephen Jones gets out of the way. And they're just the owner, and they let the GM, which they they never hire, let a GM and let a coach run it, or let the coach also be the GM, which I love. If if, if that happens, there's going to be success. If it doesn't, I think we're still going to have a bumpy road. The I thing mean, about Stephen Jones is the is the uh, GM, right? Right. I but I, but, but you can be the GM and let the head coach take control of the football team. Well, you that's know? key. That's the key. If they do that, then yes, I got. Then I, then I love it. But they haven't done that yet, and need yeah. to have the Knicks. And, and and my my thing about Josh McDaniels is, I, I, he's never been successful as a as a head coach. I don't think he's a head coach. Agree. I think he's a coordinator. He Agreed. he tried it a couple of times, went back and been a coordinator and had more success there than anything else. McCarthy, I don't know. I I like him. Don't get me wrong. But I just think the Giants and the Browns, I feel like may possibly have the upper hand. I think more the Giants. I could see him as the Giants head coach with no problem at all. Tony Dungy, though, I would love. Um, not Tony. Um, am I saying that right? Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy. I would love. I just don't know if he's going to come out of retirement to take that. Whoever it may be, of course he's going to. He pays everybody, Jerry. That's the one thing about Jerry, and all the former players say it too. He pays you, and he pays you real money, they call it, which is like there's no, like, you need to earn this, that, and the next thing. He just pays you, bro, Yeah. and and, and, and you go from there. So, of course, any of the guy he's going to get, they're going to get paid. You're the who, Dallas Cowboy head coach. So who would you want to be your coach? I don't know. I really don't know. I, I it's Part of me wants, like, one of these hot coordinators from somewhere. The guy I would love to be totally honest with you, is the 49ers defensive coordinator. So I don't know his name, Salah or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's the guy I would really love because the biggest part to me is this defense needs to get an identity. They don't have an identity. They have a lot of talent but not an identity. And you'll have Kellen Moore still there to kind of run that offense. Yeah, or or bring your own guys in. I don't care, man. I don't care. I just rather – I like a head coach to be a defensive guy and then – let the offense be called by coordinators. Mm-hmm. Let them do their thing. 
Okay. You know, that, that that's just where I would like to come from. I don't know. I'm open to a- anything and any suggestion, just not Jason Garrett. I, I just wasn't <laughs> happy with what he was doing. I, we need a fresh start. We need to mix it up. So I don't know. I'm excited to see how this goes, though. Who would you like to see at the Cowboys, Frank? I don't know. I, I think it's always, like, a real gamble when you go and take a coach from college and just hope kind of that their philosophy transfers over to the NFL. I think it it doesn't work more than it works, you know, especially, like, right now. Like, the Cowboys are ready to win right now. So they need a coach with experience that they they know can get them a championship right now. So, mm-hmm. like, Tony Dungy or Mike McCarthy, like, people that have – head coach experience and are ready to take a team to the Super Bowl right now is what they should be looking for. Agreed, Not right. a young guy that's going to have a little bit of a learning curve because these contracts are building up and it's only going to get worse if you keep on waiting. So I, I think they need somebody that's ready to take them to the Super Bowl now. Agree. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the two names you mentioned who I think should go to the Cowboys, Mike McCarthy or Tony Dungy. I think those are the yeah. two biggest names that I think would be able to get him over that hump, like Frank just said. And I think the Redskins jumping on Ron Rivera was, was could, could have been a big one for us because I would have loved to see him there too. But they would that, that's a good move by them. Well, we'll stay right with the coaches being fired. We'll go mm-hmm. to Freddie Kitchens with the Browns. I mean, that was pretty much – we all kind of saw that coming. He didn't see it. He was in tears. <laughs> Maybe he's seen. I don't know whether he's seen he it or not. See it. He must well, have been blind if he didn't <laughs> see it, bro. Well, the Browns, they end up cutting uh, – firing him. Yeah. The GM walks away, Dorsey. Yeah. I mean, the, the Browns – Is that what he did? He walked away? Yeah, they couldn't They couldn't meet eye to eye. and they With him as the owner? Yeah. Here's my issue with the Browns. <laughs> is when is enough enough though? It's always a circus. When there. is enough enough? Exactly. Like now you got personnel there. You got free agents to come there. You traded to get guys to go there. You got draft picks. You made good picks. Let these kids mature. And you then you you got a GM, a solid GM. He hires a coach. Okay, then he fires um Hugh Jackson. He needed to go. Mm-hmm. We all we all were in agreement. And then I took another further, even further of like we all thought Greg Williams should have been the guy there, right? Yeah. Agree, right? Yeah. We all agreed on that. He in had success. To chat. Yes, we all thought he had a good hold on the team and making them accountable. I think what they did, the Browns though, is they let Freddie Kitchens' relationship or what they thought was a relationship and a and a maturate maturation. I don't know that yeah. word. Sounds good <laughs> enough to me. Okay, of what he <laughs> did with with Baker Mayfield take over. That and then they thought that was the right move. And that's fine, but right. Baker got worse this year, not better. Well, See, I, yeah. I think that what I said about the Cowboys is the exact opposite with the Browns. Mm-hmm. I think that you should get a head coach because they have a lot of really young talent. You yeah. know, get a head coach that from college or somewhere else, and don't put these crazy expectations on him, and let him rock out for like one or two years. Yeah, where he could kind of transform the football team into what he wants it to be and then start worrying about winning divisions and winning playoff games and all that mm-hmm. other shit because it's not going to happen right away. You've been losing for a decade, well, I, you know? Yeah. Yes. That's the, the thing. Only, the only thing, though, with the Browns is if they go someone young, they need someone that could take control of that team. Yeah. That, yeah. that, that's the whole key. Mm-hmm. Control that team. Control that locker room. But college but, coaches are good at that. And I think Urban Meyer might be the best one for yeah. that job. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, I agree. I, I think that was the thought, though, over there was Freddie's the coach. But the expectations that the media, which I talked about this before, putting on the Browns because they made good moves in the offseason, which every team is supposed to do, 
the expectations they couldn't live up to it. But I think they I think they had another good you think year. Freddie Kitchens, they had another okay year moving forward. You went from not winning they at all. They regressed though from but, where they were at at the yeah, end but, of last year and I think I th- think Greg Williams would have been the guy to demand respect on that football team, exactly. not Freddie Kitchens. Freddie he was Kitchens, kind of a pushover. I yes, agree with you. Agreed. I agree with you. 100%. But I but I'm now I'm t- I agree totally uh, totally and they should have kept him and they didn't. They put Freddie in there, and okay, getting rid of Freddie, fine. But I think they're still on the right path. They didn't, they didn't lose a bunch of games again. They still are in the middle, not where you want to be at all. But this is a long process. This isn't Agreed. because they won, set whatever they won the year before, seven games or so. Their expectation next year was playoffs, Super Bowl, win more than we did last year. That's not the way it's going to go, though, after you've been losing that Agreed. long. It's got to be a slow process chopping up to They're it. making steps forward, but the problem is they're not keeping up with the media, what the media wants. Correct. So then that media pressure is saying, well, you didn't, do, you didn't live up to it. You got to go. And then everyone starts breaking down. That organization got to grab a hold of their cojones, and they got to say no matter what the media says, we're going to hire a coach. And we, like Frankie said, we got to just take steps and steps and steps to get to that point. So hire a young guy. Strap in, though, and that's your guy, though. Don't be flip-flopping again. That's your guy. So whether you win seven games or whether you win 12 next year, he's your guy. You can't fire your head coach every time you don't win a Super Bowl. You have a head coach every year. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) And did did you hear – I don't know if I heard it correctly at the gym, but there's rumors that uh, uh, Louis Riddick – is that his name? He might be going for that GM position. I think that might be good. Of what, the Browns? Yes. Listen, that guy, I, I like that guy. Me too. And I think that might be good for that team. Yeah, I like that guy a lot. I think he should be. I would love him to be the Cowboys GM. He's a, He knows what he's doing, yes. that guy. He knows personnel. Players like him. He knows what he's doing. He's been doing it for years. That's a, that'd be a great guy for them to get. But they should get him first and let him pick his coach. Yeah. The, the other dude, John Dorsey, like he's cool and everything, but I think he... Was though he seemed like he wasn't buying into the media, he was, and I think he got weak-minded after a while, and he started like putting too much pressure. I know it would have. I know he would have got a lot of flack, but I think he maybe he should have just said to himself, "I'm rolling with Greg Williams, and that's that," or "I'm rolling with Freddie Kitchens, and that's that." Don't fire another coach. I know Freddie didn't demand, or what, that's what it seems like, demand the respect of the players. I think it was way more than that. I think they didn't gel enough. I didn't think they, they had a ton of injuries on defense earlier in the year. Ninjoku out for most of the year, I think, hurt them as well. There's a lot of mixed match of what was going on there. And I also the think, offensive line was bad. And I also think Baker's not what we really think he is. See, I do. I got no problem with Baker. I, I think, think he's so. going to be successful. And he's that, doing too many commercials and not focusing on how to throw a football. That's what everybody does. He knows how to throw a football. Nah. He, he's super talented. I'm telling you, man. He's that's he, fine. A couple more years, I just he, think he will not be, be the quarterback. I there. think that's gonna. I think maybe. I don't think I don't believe that at all. I, I think he's gonna be successful in some sort of way. His on decision some team. making isn't good, and that's what you need he's to only be a in quarterback. His second year doesn't matter. He's a gunslinger. Look, 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 look Lamar. have to be okay with that. Yeah, exactly. But Brett Favre was a gunslinger. He had a great career. What I said, career. yeah, no. it could, it could you got to be cool way. with that, bro. But he won yeah. games. Look. Yeah, he's in his second Definitely. year, yeah. bro. He's in his uh, second year. He ain't in his fifth year. If he's in his fifth year, sixth year, and we, then we say, oh, well, hold on a second. You know bro. what Baker Mayfield actually stands for? Here we go. What? Johnny Manziel 2.0. <laughs> This is an easy way out, bro. This is easy. Listen, I thought you're gonna come up with something more creative nah, than that. Watch. It's like Dwayne right. Haskins, Vince Young, 2.0. I'll, I'll give him <laughs> three yeah. years max. That third year, 
he'll be benched and someone will be playing over. Just so like your boy. Next year. Just like your next boy. No, no, three more years. Oh, that's it's a good th- career. That's five years. Five years? All right, take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, go, let's hit the Giants real quick. Pat okay. Trimmer. This is the only coach who I kind of felt like maybe shouldn't have got fired. Nice. Nah, yeah. He stinks. Get out of he, here, bro. Listen. This guy. To see what he did with this team, you, you, you have a Another guy, you have no Daniel Jones that threw, who's showing great progress of being a good Agreed. quarterback. I agree. Saquon Barkley. Agreed. Like, give this guy some time. Like, the team's going in the right direction. Like, they obviously knew bringing him in, this team was in a rebuilding stage. Mm-hmm. You're not going to win eight games or make it to the playoffs. Like, this is what I don't understand with these GMs. You hire someone with a crappy team and expect them to have great results. Like, you have to give I agree a, with you. Right? Exactly yeah, what right, you yes. were saying, like, with, 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 um, um, with the um the Browns, the Browns, like yeah. let them get a chance to run their system. Here's the problem: with he that, has good players. Dave Gettleman is a herb. Agree, straight herb. <laughs> he don't know what he's doing as a exactly. GM. That's that the problem. Been, that should have been the issue right there. Get rid of him. I think Sherman needed to go too. I don't think he's what that team needs. If McCar- they don't get Mike yo, McCarthy, who do you think would be the best fit there? I don't know. That's see, that's the thing. I, I think see if, over there. I think there needs to be an offensive mind over there because you have young players on the offensive side of the ball that are that are talented very i'm a bit i'm a big believer in, in daniel jones man this guy won me over over the year i think he's gonna be really good saquon barkley is i mean enough said with that guy he's unbelievable the receivers i think are pretty good golden tate Shepard, maybe you bring in somebody else solid evan ingram great tight end the offensive get- line got slightly better mm-hmm. not great slightly better and the, but the defensive side of the ball, they got to they they retool young, that whole deal. In this draft, they're not going to get They him. have no shot. I know. But unless they trade up to the Redskins, but the Redskins, they won't make a deal like no. that. No. To give up him. No. I think they got to bring in, I think they should do everything in their power to get Mike McCarthy and then strap in and let him run his, run, let him run his system, let him bring his guys in, let him be successful. Here's the one thing that makes me nervous about them bringing Mike McCarthy in. Is Mike McCarthy's not too fond of the run game. He's never had a consistent running back. Maybe that's it. Now he's got a guy. And he had Aaron Rodgers, who like everybody wants to throw forty times a right. game. And I think know? Aaron Rodgers wants to throw the ball forty right. times yeah. a game too. So that's the only thing that makes me a little nervous. He was never a big fan of the run. The thing he needs to have a more balanced attack. You have to use twenty six. He's the man. So I I just think offensive mind over there. A veteran offensive mind can get those guys in a stable position going forward. The mock drafts, they got them drafting, like, the best available offensive linemen, which is what kind of they have they to should do. Because yeah. there will be defensive players available in free agency. There always is. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And, listen, the Giants is still an attractive place that people want to go as a free agent. All right, so uh, let's get into this uh, 2019, the, the leaders in all the categories. Okay. Um this uh, for defense, uh, Shaq Barrett for the Buccaneers led the league in sacks with 19 and a half. Yeah, he was off to a in oh. the beginning. He was off to a great start. No one was catching him. Bobby Wagner, uh, most tackles with 159. Mm-hmm. Another guy got paid in the offseason and lived up to it. Uh, three guys are tied with interceptions. Um, Anthony Harris, mm-hmm. Stephon Gilmore, uh, Trey Davies. Is that how you say his name? White from the Buffalo Bills. Yep. They all had six interceptions this nice. year. All very talented. Offensive leaders, Michael Thomas with uh, 1,725 receiving yards. The man. Derrick Henry gets the rushing title. Didn't see that coming. Wow. Derrick Henry. 1,540 rushing yards. And the passing uh, 
leader was James Winston with 5,109 yards. And 30 interceptions. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. I but, seen that dude at the end of the – do the press conference, and he was saying something on the, uh, uh, at the, like at the end of the year. Like, I was balling. Like, were you, dog? <laughs> You're going to throw for all those yards the memes are because you're just flinging oh, the yeah. ball all over the place. You threw he, 30 picks. The That's one with awful. him throwing it, it's like, someone going to catch it. I don't care who. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Let's get into uh, biggest bust of 2019. Okay. Player or team? We'll do team first. So what, what team do you think was the biggest bust for 2019? Mm. Cowboys, Browns, Bears, Chargers, Falcons? To me, the, I don't know if it's because I put so much emphasis on it, is is the Cowboys. I haven't. I feel like I've beat it to the core. I think they had a ton of talent in a down year for this division, which we didn't know, but we knew going in. We had a good start. Like, okay, this is our year for us. They just took a complete dump, man. They didn't win the games. Their schedule really wasn't hard either. They should have won all the games that they did win and the tougher games against the good teams. They had plenty of, plenty of talent to win those games too. So I just think it was a total terrible year for them and a real big disappointment for me. I, I think I you got to go Browns. Like now it's like duh, but at the beginning of the year, like we were thinking that they oh, yeah. were going to be like. That's because we fell in with the media. Yeah. Fell in on all that hype for them. I think though. To think that they didn't make the playoffs would have been like, I would have bet my life on that. So. <laughs> I think our our expectations were realistic though. I know I got one made to the Super Bowl on my stupid picks that we did in the beginning of the year. We'll talk about that. But I just wanted to, I, I, I like rallying I like rallying y'all up sometimes, so that's why I want to do that. But I think us as the respect to chat didn't like buy into what the media was saying. We just have realistic expectations with talent. They had and, a lot of talent. And looking at that division, seeing what we saw out of Lamar at the end of last season. Correct. We didn't think, Correct. we didn't know what that offense was going to look like. Correct. We, the Steelers w- without bang, without Bell and without a, Brown. B. And now it's like, what are they going to do? There was a lot of uncertainty in that division. So it was like, this team had a lot of talent. They had a lot of they were trajectory. And the was way going they up. looked at the end of last year. Yes, yes. So it's not like we were making, like pulling this no, out of the hat. But, no, no. But yeah. I'm gonna go with Frank. I think the Browns, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it's either the Browns or the Cowboys. I yeah, think. definitely I one of those two. I mean, I posted something on our Instagram page. Mm-hmm. Who do, who know who do, who the audience thought was the bigger uh, bust this year, the Cowboys mm-hmm. or the or the Browns? And majority of the people said the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, I, t- I agree. I totally agree. I think you mentioned the Falcons, and to me, I thought they were just. Gonna, I think they're gonna be good every year. Though, because they have solid foundation of what you need to win games. I don't know what the deal is, why they're not winning games. I think a big part of it is injuries that they've had. I think they started to figure it out towards the end of the year, too. I mean, they yeah. ended up 7-9, and nine, you know? It's not like they were, like, a four-win team, you know? Yeah, I think Not they're... what I thought they would be this year, but I think they, they're going through, like, I don't know, some kind of growing pains with like the offensive coordinators and offensive then the coordinator defensive coordinator away. They're yeah. offensive coordinator away from a lot of success. But the defensive coordinator at the beginning of the year before Dan Quinn kind of took it over was terrible. Well then they I mean, also they showed. couldn't stop a cold. And then at the like middle of the season it was like a like a switch. Well he 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 took the the wide receiver coach who I believe I don't remember his name, but he was I think Tampa Bay's coach a couple years ago 
Um, he was the wide receiver coach, and Dan Quinn turned him into the D-backs coach. And then Quinn took over some of the call, but it was both of them making the calls then. That was excellent. It was absolutely excellent. Since that switch, their record was crazy how much it changed. But the offense, they're, they're an offensive coordinator away from a, a lot of success. A lot of success. And they got to get the run game healthier. The run game's got to be healthier, whether it's with Freeman or without Freeman. Isn't Dirk Cutter over there? Is that his name? No. Not as the deep, as offensive coordinator? Oh, I don't know. I don't maybe. I think they Is went the through a couple there? guys. But they need their offensive coordinator away, and they got to get the run game figured out. The run game has to be figured out. That's a big part of what they were doing there. They got to alleviate some of that over Matt Ryan having to throw the ball a billion times a game. Yeah, because him and Julio are always going to put up stats. Matt yeah. Ryan's always going to yeah. throw for 4,000 yards. And you got one of the top tight ends in the league in Austin Hooper. You got Ridley as a great second guy over there, too. It's like it's there. It's there. It just needs to be schemed the right way. That's all I think it is. It's okay. not a head coach problem. They figured out the defense, I think. A lot of talent over there. They got a lot of talent on offense. Just get the right guy calling the plays. Agree. Let's go into individual. Who do you think was the biggest bust of 2019? I got to go Bell. I mean, you could say it's not his fault. But I, really? I mean, just. It's not his fault. I, don't, I know, yeah. I don't even saying. have him on the list of people. I'm mm-hmm. just saying, I would have thought that he would have killed it with the Jets. Like, they would. Really? I remember in the beginning of the season, we all kind of said that that it was going to take a while for him to get used to that offensive it line. That offensive like line he was to get making used. progress, though. You but know? the Jets stink. It's not on I him. Know. That's the, the biggest bust there should be Adam Gase. Then <laughs> it shouldn't be Le'Veon Bell, which I told you. But I'm still I'm just talking too. about Bell's numbers, like Bell's production. That's mm-hmm. the biggest bust to me. Over Baker Mayfield, over Odell, over Mitchell Trubisky, over Nick Foles, over Mitchell David Trubisky Johnson. Stinks. But the, but the year he had last year. Yo, Rich, you got a lot of stock in Mitchell <laughs> yeah. Trubisky but and the I'm, Bears, man. But the year they had some before, reason. I mean, they were 12-4. and four. Yeah, doesn't matter. They were still there. a 12-4. No, 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 it wasn't. Because we were talking on this podcast. You go back on previous episodes about how yeah, no, we, liked the coach we loved that whole offensive scheme, what they had going. I agree with you. I agree with you. We couldn't believe that like, what they were running was unbelievable. He stinks, though. I think we got robbed of a great, great, Talent and Odell Beckham, and the guy was like, bro, what he was doing in the league was unbelievable, highlight-wise, yards-wise, catch-wise, touchdown-wise, and for the year, down year that he had, I think I'd put him in there. That was a big bust for me. Because I love Odell. That's who I'm going to go with. I picked Odell. him in every one of my leagues in fantasy. I did almost he even had him in every a, team. Did, did he even have a 1,000 yards receiving this year? No, not even close. Yeah. So definitely Odell. He might have had four catches for uh, 200 yards. Because he was getting 1,000 <laughs> yards with bums over with the Giants. Right. So. It, th- that was a bust over there, man. I agree. I think Baker was a bust. I agree with you there, too. Though I don't think t- a lot of this is on them, more on the scheme and the, and, the, and the coach and everything like that. But I'm trying to think of anybody else. I think Phillip Rivers had a little bit of a, of a bust year. He, he's been so great his whole career. I think he had a down year. He took a little bit of a hit. Um, I don't know if there's anybody else that comes to my mind that I'm like, I I think Barkley had a down year. Well, that's I, just because he killed it his first year. He got injured. Yeah, yeah, so but that, he didn't have anybody. And you've seen like the last two ge- games when he's healthy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dynamite. Yeah, I and think like, the, I think the injury hurt him a little listen, bit. But he, he he was playing, but I, I don't think he was given a hundred percent. He was kind mm-hmm. of 
taking it taking it back a little bit, taking it easy. So he he knew this team wasn't going nowhere this year. It's they, hard they for me to games. say a player is a bust, though. But I mean, because there's so much to it. You remember that high ankle sprain? They were saying like that should have been like a oh yeah four to six week injury. He just came back super early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was the same thing with Kamara. You, you seen last week, I think, Kamara's starting to look healthy yeah. now, too, which is dangerous. Yeah, I don't think these guys really had – I hate to say it. I hate putting on the players, man. Uh, but, like, I just think they had down years for injury-wise and other things that – But played, Odell played, played didn't effect. have an injury. No, Odell didn't have an injury, and that's why I would put that on him. Him him, him, and Baker, I think. Yeah. I, I would have Th- to say that. Those two together. Yeah. All right, what do you guys want to talk about next? You guys want to talk about the uh, awards? Putting it on us? I don't have no agenda here. <laughs> well, no, okay, well, yeah, I, I have know, it. But so you guys want to pick the awards? You no, know, coach of the year, rookie of the year, yeah. offensive rookie of the year, mm-hmm. uh, or you guys want to go back and kind of make fun of ourselves of our preseason picks of each let's division? Do, let's do that first, and then we'll end first? on a we'll end on a good note. <laughs> All right. Are we picking the games too? No. Uh, yeah, we could. I, okay, we could. So. In the beginning of the season, I think it's episode seventy. We were on here. We 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 do our pre. You know, I print out those fancy sheets. We all pick who we think is going to win each division, each wild card, who's going to be the wild card teams, and so on. So, in the AFC East, me and Frank had the Jets winning that division, <laughs> and Mike had the Patriots. So all right. Mike got one there on us. All right. You really went out on a limb <laughs> on that one. I'm just saying. So, so, hey. so the AFC West, we all went to Chiefs, and they okay. won. Okay. Yeah. Oh <laughs> Next time I see you. We all went we all went what? The Chiefs. All right, we did good there. The AFC North. We all went the Browns. <laughs> we told you why we did that though. It was a down, we thought the it was be a down year. Yeah. Dang, dog. That's yeah. rough. Uh AFC South. I went to Texans and you two went to Jags. Ooh. So I got that one. Ooh. Nick Foles went down first game of the year on us. NFC East. Me and Mike went the Cowboys. Mm. Mike went the Eagles. I mean, Frank went to Eagles. Me and you went Cowboys. Frank went to Eagles. Frank, you got that one. No, I think I went Eagles. No, you didn't. It said Cowboy. I went back and listened to it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because you went against me and you. Proof is in the pudding, that's called. Yeah, yeah that is. That is what it's called. Because you said that this year was going to break that uh, oh, okay. yeah. that curse or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, see how that went. Shout out to my Philly girl. Mm. <laughs> Philly. NFC West. We all the went to Rams. fans ever. Huh? We all went to Rams in the oh, NFC West. Okay. Way off. Oh, <laughs> that was a pretty big bust. Yeah, the Rams were a bust this year. I mean, they won like ten games, didn't they? But no, I think they nine. won nine, nine and seven. Maybe ten they stink, won nine stinky games. All right, the NFC North. Uh, me and Mike went Vikings. Frank went Bears. <laughs> Talking fucking, all that crap about Trubisky. the Bears. <laughs> Vikings, dog. Let's go. Hey, they made a wild card. Ooh, ooh, slightly there. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Um, NFC South. We all went the Falcons. Mm. Dude. Ooh. Who won that? The Saints. Saints. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know how I didn't pick the Saints. All right. Our AFC wildcard teams. I went Patriots and Ravens. Um, Mike went Steelers and Chargers. Whoa. <laughs> really? The yeah. Steelers I went? <laughs> and Frank, you went Patriots and Chargers. Oh my God. This is terrible. Yeah. Really bad. But I feel like I would pick these teams again next year. <laughs> And if as the NFC that is the NFC wildcard teams, Frank went Saints and Vikings. They're both in. Okay. I went Bears and Eagles, so I got one. Mm-hmm. And Mike went Saints and Eagles. They're both in. Okay. Um, AFC championship game. I went the Texans versus the Chiefs. Possible. 
Yeah. Mike went Chiefs versus the Browns. Not, Not possible. possible. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> Frank went Chiefs versus the Browns. Ooh. NFC Championship game. I went Rams versus the Falcons. <laughs> oh, They're boy. both at home right now. Sitting home. Mike went Cowboys versus the Falcons. They're both oh, at home right now. Gosh. And Frank, you went Rams versus the Falcons. <laughs> Complete bust in the NFC. There's, no, there's no other uh, podcast that goes back on the <laughs> terrible picks and announces them. No, I like it. No, we no. own it. We yeah. own it. That's what, that's what we do over here. Respect the chat, man. That's we the thing, it. though. People make terrible picks. They just don't acknowledge them. Yeah. No, we did. Oof. It's just fun looking back at this to see who we really saw. And then 100%. watching how the how the season went. And yeah. Is anyone, like, Super Bowl winner, is that even a possibility? No. Oh, uh, yeah. Mine. Chiefs? I had the Chiefs winning. Okay. So the Super Bowl, okay. I had the Rams versus the Chiefs with the Chiefs winning. Mike, you had the Cowboys versus the Browns. I know. <laughs> and, Frank, you had the Rams versus the Chiefs with the Rams winning. Okay. Okay. I think next year we should do a beginning of the year one, just like we did, and then like a mid-season one. Yeah, we could do that. I actually thought about mid-season doing adjustment. That. At least yeah, you could yeah. adjust m- a m- little bit. Yep. Um, MVP. I went to Sean Watson. Eh, had an average year. Okay. Uh, Mike, you went Patrick Mahomes. I know who I went. Mm. And Frank went Baker Mayfield. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my god! The gunslinger himself. There we go. Um, we actually picked, uh, defense I had a better ro- chance at winning MVP than him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we actually picked defensive rookie of the year and offense rookie of the year. Okay. Uh, Frank, you went Delvin Bush. Mike, you went Jonathan a- Abraham. Is that his yeah, name? Yeah, played one game and got injured. Uh, I went Delvin White or Devin Bush. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I didn't know who to pick. Offense rookie of the year. Frank, you went Josh Jacobs. I went Josh Jacobs. Mike, you went Kyler Murray. Okay. So. Kyler, either one. Kyler yeah, either Murray, one of those guys. Kyler Murray could, could win it. Yeah. So. So those are those are our embarrassing uh, preseason picks. Okay. Okay. We're I mean some of them were we're right not, there. We're not too bad. Not totally bad. I mean you're going in blind in the year based on expectations, what you've seen before previous year, and then you're just picking. I'm surprised no one went Nick Bosa. Right. I mean that should have been like rookie the, of the year. No defense. defense. Rookie. Defensive defense rookie, of the year. rookie of the year. Yeah, but he, you know what? Is he was injured too. I don't. I think that was a part of it. He's a ridiculous. He could win it. Yeah. He's going to win it. That's I don't need defense I don't see rook- Oh, defensive rookie of the year. Right. Yeah. I forget that it's separate. Yeah, no, he, he has to win it. He's third in defense player of the year. Not yeah. even rookie. Like yeah. in, he may win that. So, let's get back to the awards. But but I think I think JJ Watt should win defensive player of the year though. JJ Watt? TJ. TJ Watt. Oh, okay. TJ Watt. You know who uh, well, we'll get to it. We're, we're going to go through it now. So, I'll show you who's number 1 actually in that category. So, we'll go through awards now. So who should win offense rookie of the uh, rookie of the year award now at the end of the season? So how how they have them ranked right? Well, actually no, mm-hmm. they don't have it ranked like that. Sorry, I made up my own list on those. So offense rookie of the year, you have them ranked. <laughs> yeah, it has them ranked right here, like with their offense. So number one is Josh Jacobs. Okay. They had he had two. I don't know how how the heck they work this. You don't have it to comes off of a yeah. Uh, yeah, but they have Josh Jacobs at one. Yeah, Kyler Murray two, AJ Brown three, Tyler McLaurin four, Miles Sanders five, Debo Samuel six, and DK Metcalf seven. Mm. Okay. Listen, so Josh Jacobs they have winning it. You agree yeah. with that? I'm yeah. not mad at that list this at is, all. And this, and this is going off of Sports Illustrated. Mm. This is I just I think that from. all those rookies are really good. AJ Brown much. deserves a real look. AJ Brown came on real yes. big. 
once that switch went over with Tannehill and within the last six games, like three in particular, he went oh, he went off. He's a monster. He went off. Oh my gosh. Um Metcalf, great. Absolutely great. How do you pass up that many guys before you take him? Congratulations, Seattle. I think Kyler Murray going forward is gonna have a lot of success. Josh Jacobs is awesome. Absolutely awesome. All the rookie defensive guys, all of them are good. Terry McLaurin played really well in the beginning of the season. Had a little injuries in the yeah, middle. Yeah, the Redskins I mean, receiver. Yeah, another guy, a ton of talent, man. So I think the league's in good hands with these Miles guys. Miles Sanders, I think, is another yeah, good no, player coming up. Debo definitely. Samuel. Debo Samuel, man. That guy, too, bro. That guy could take a slant to the crib. You know, he's talent is un- un- and speed and power. He's unbelievable. Very excited for what's coming up in the but NFL. We, so are, are we all agreeing Josh Jacobs? Yeah, I think or? Josh Jacobs got to yeah, take that. I think, I think, he, I think yeah. he earned it. So we'll go defense rookie of the year. So they have Nick no- Nick Boza at one. Yeah, we can just, he's gonna be the, yeah. he's gonna be the winner. You want me to read the rest of them so you see who's there? Yeah, who else? They got? So number two they have Devin Bush. Mm-hmm. Three Josh Allen. Four Juan Thornhill, mm-hmm. the safety from Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, five is Max Crosby, the DN from the Oakland Raiders. Okay. Five is Devin White, and six is uh, CJ Gardner Johnson, safety for the Saints. Okay. Yeah, it's got to be Nick Bosa. Oh, uh, yeah. Got to be Nick Bosa. Um, who was the second guy you named? Devin Bush. Devin Bush. That guy's, oh, man, that talent is unbelievable for the Steelers. Very good hands there, and absolutely. So another yeah. another class of guys on the defensive side of the ball who are going to be talented, man, and they're going to make a big impact on the league. So okay. shout out, man, to the rookies this year. Then we'll, we'll, we'll set up a comeback player of the year. Before we get to the okay. offense and MVP, they and got a that. list. Yep. So one, number at number one, they have Ryan Tannehill. Mm-hmm. Number two, they have Darren Waller. Mm-hmm. Three, Delvin Cook. Four, Jimmy G. Five is Brandon Brooks. He's a guard for the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, six is Earl Thomas. Seven, Cooper Cup. And eight is Travis Ka- uh, Frederick, center for the uh, Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Frederick had like a um, an illness that he was battling back from. Which is awesome, man, for this guy to come back. Um, Jimmy G, the, in- the injury was catastrophic. And I think him coming back and playing well was good, too. There's a lot of guys on that list. Delvin Cook, I like to see him back. Um, there was a couple guys at the Earl top. Thomas, Earl Thomas, Cooper Cup, got the, Earl Ryan Thomas, Tannehill. That, that injury was a little rough, too, man. And him coming back, happy for him. Um, Ryan Tannehill... He just needed a good opportunity, I think, which he did, and a good coach, which he did. But my money is on Darren Waller, man. That guy was out of the league. That Wait. guy had an addiction that he couldn't beat, man. And he took his life back over. He dedicated himself to playing football, and he let his talent and his work ethic earn him a nice contract, bro. Yeah. Real nice contract. Leading receiver on the, on the Raiders. My, I'm, I'm so happy for that dude, man. So happy for and him. That's my pick. Comeback he, player. He's an AFC reserve tight end. Oh. But, I mean, you got Travis Kelsey in front of him and... Mark Andrews in front of Mark him. Mark Andrews. And yeah. then it's him. Right. Yeah, he, Come he's on, a monster. Bro. Come on. What about Richard Sherman? No. Everybody was counting him out. He's a Pro Bowl player this year. See. You don't think he deserves to be on that list? Richard Sherman's Maybe a herb. on the list. Another but herb. Maybe on the list, but I don't, I don't think... I no. mean, I, I like Darren Waller because of his story. Exactly mm-hmm. what you said. I think that should kind of go into consideration when you think about a comeback player, yeah. like what they went through. And I mean, this kid had an unbelievable year. Over Man, a that thousand dude went yards through the receiving. fire, bro. That yeah. dude went through the fire. And you could be, 
when you when the league decides they made a judgment on you, it's hard to come back. And they made a judgment on that guy, and that guy was out, bro. They don't want to they don't want to be patient with guys like that. But the Raiders were like, "Yo, bring this dude in. He's talented." And this kid, he made the decision. Agree. To be great, and he was. And I'm pumped for that guy. Agree. I mean, Ryan Tannehill too. In a way, you can make it. You know, he. Down in Miami, he was mm. starting quarterback, not the starting quarterback. Starting quarterback, not the starting quarterback. No one knew what was going on with him. Mm-hmm. He makes his way to the I Titans. I knew what was wrong with him. Adam Gase. <laughs> Could be. Because, I mean, he comes in for the Titans, and I think he lost one it's game. Like eight and one. You know, since he took over that offense, they're the Baltimore Ravens and the Tennessee Titans are the only two offenses that average 30 points a game. So he's doing his thing over there. Da, 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 and this just because da, 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 we're talking about the, oh we'll get to it later, actually. Never mind. Okay. I'll get back to that. Right. But um coach Darren of the Waller. year. Did Who you pick you pick Darren Waller. Waller too? Who you got? Comeback player of the year. Dalvin Cook. Okay. Okay. Uh coach of the year. Number one, John Harborough. Two, Kyle Shanahan. Three, Sean McDermott. Four, Sean Payton. Five, Brian Flores. Six, Matt LaFleur. Seven, Mike Vabrell. Vabro, how do you say that, right? Vrabel. Uh, eight, Mike Tomlin. Nine, Bill Belichick. He's tied with Andy Reid. And 11, Adam Gaze. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my 11, gosh. dog. Oh That's my. not bad. <laughs> I mean, he could be 32. I, that ain't bad either. His 32 teams. <laughs> this one's a little rough. I don't think it's rough. I think you got to give it to Harbaugh. The only one I think that could give him a run for his money should be Tomlin's. I. Tomlin. Keep, but Tomlin. The, Mike Tomlin. The, the cojones to have to buy into a system like that and roll and with people it. People were talking about maybe the the Ravens going away from Harborough at the at the point that he made that switch and he bought in fully and he completely changed the offense to something that the NFL hasn't seen before okay. and just kind of made it work. So I agree. I mean, I think you yeah. got to give it to him. That, that was my whole argument when you guys were saying in the beginning of the year that the Ravens were only going to win four games. Like, John Harborough will never have a team like that. He is a great coach. He will find out a way to win. And that was the whole reason why I made that bet with you. I didn't mm-hmm. think they were going to go 14-2. Mm-hmm. But Let me say, I, I agree. I think he's hands down got to win. And a big part of it is, I totally agree, is he was, didn't, he, he, he was unselfish and he was humble and he put his players before him and he, and he let his coaching staff know we're going to build around these guys and the talent of Lamar Jackson, and and I love that. So I think, that, great. But, but I think two guys deserve, above the rest of these guys, you know, like a something, consolation prize or something. And one, to me, is Kyle Shanahan, because I think Kyle Shanahan turned that San Francisco 49ers organization around quickly, real quickly. And the success that they had this year, they, they, were, they were a top three team all year. I don't think anyone thought that going in. Except maybe 49er fans, Chris Brown, shout out to him. But other than that, I don't think anyone really thought I I, I said they were gonna be good. But okay, not and this rich. Good, right. but not this good. Right, that's what I'm saying. This guy oof, man. They unbelievable. And man, my dog uh, uh what's his name? Brian Flowers. Is that his name? For the Dolphins. Dolphins, man. I love that guy, bro. Yeah, man. That guy it just got his guys ready all year. 
ignored everyone saying they're going to flop. Ignored all like trading his uh, trading all his players. Ignored like everyone saying that they're the worst team ever and they stink. My man just put a team out there every week, schemed for it, and did his best to win a game. I don't think those guys should win Coach of the Year. I think Harbaugh should, but those guys deserve like a pat on the back or something, bro. He's, didn't the Dolphins win five games? Yeah. That's that's two less than the Browns. They had Definitely. nobody. They had nobody too. Like he showed from that he the can jump, coach. From the jump, they had nobody. And to get people to play for you is huge. Yeah, no, but all that other and thing swirling around. You know what I'm saying? Like them tanking and them trading their players. And it's like, yo, I'm good. Whatever. Whoever you give me, <laughs> I'm gonna win. I'm just gonna show you that I could coach. Yeah, yeah, and he did. I agree. But definitely Harborough, right? Yeah. We're all agreeing on yes. that? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Um <clears throat> Defense player of the year. Number one, they have Stephon Gilmore. Mm. Two, TJ Watt. Three, Nick Boza. Four, Aaron Donald. Five, Chandler Jones. Six, uh, how do you say his name? I don't want to butcher it. Who's Minka? With Patrick? Yeah. Minka, right? Yep, yep. Where are we at here? Uh, tie for seventh was Tredavious Trav- White, Shaq Barrett, and Zadarius Smith. And then tenth was Marlon Humphrey. I mean, to me, it's T.J. Watt. I don't have his stats in front of me, but I know this guy was absolutely an animal. And I think second to me has got to be Bosa. Really? Yeah. To see what Gil Gilmore was. Gilmore was locking people down. He went like five weeks, and I got no problem in a row of no one catching a ball on him. But him and going against top receivers, him and White and somebody else you just mentioned earlier were all tied with picks. Six with six picks, and that I mean, they didn't throw to him though. I understand that. I understand. I just think T.J. Watt had you get that good, quarterbacks just don't throw your way. I get it. I mean, you could talk about it a little bit while I get a chance to look at what T.J. Watt did, but that's that. I'm going to go with T.J. Watt. I mean, it's hard for me to say as a corner, you know, because I I love to see what what Gilmore did this year. It's always so impressive to me because being a corner, especially against wide receivers of that level, it's almost impossible. Yeah. You know, that's why they say corners have to have short memories because you're going to get beat. You're going to think that he's going this way when he's going that way eventually. He didn't. His footwork is so phenomenal. His play recognition is so phenomenal. His work ethic, studying films, knowing exactly what these guys are going to throw at them every week is just so impressive to watch. But if we're talking about defensive player of the year, at some point you have to look at the whole impact that that player has exactly. on the outcome of a football game. And T.J. Watt and Nick Bosa are involved in every play. Maybe they only had a, whatever amount of sacks that number says, but they're always around the football every single play, disrupting shit, hurrying up passes. All that stuff really needs to be looked at. So that, that's why I would – kind of lean more towards T.J. Watt. I think the year he had was just phenomenal. Agree. I mean, I think definitely Nick Boza, T.J. Watt should probably win it over Gilmore. But Gilmore had an unbelievable year, too. Yeah. I think any one of those three, if they win it, I'm okay with it. What's C-O-M-B? What does that mean? Is that the tackles he had? That's combined? Yeah. 50, 47 tackles Nick Bosa had? 50? That's it? I, I I feel like that's not true. That can't be right. Well, he had, he had he had nine sacks and one pick. T.J. Watt had fourteen and a half sacks and two picks. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, know, this guy had a crazy year, he bro. Did. He had an absolutely crazy year. He had thirty what solo tackles? I think that's what that means. 
35 solo tackles? Could that be? So, no, that's not his total tackles. So, yeah, maybe where's it's this right at? There. I just so, solo, that no, total of tackles, he only had 55? Yeah. So, he had 35 solo, 20 assists. So, his total tackles altogether were 55. Okay. 14 and a half sacks, two and picks. Four, eight forced fumbles and <laughs> four fumble recoveries. Yeah. Come on, dog. But that's why, like, you would hope that a person that picks this award actually watches those football games because those are numbers. But if you watch a Steelers game, he's right there on every single oh, play. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Unbelievable. Crazy. Unbelievable, bro. I think that, that that's my guy. TJ Watt, defensive player of the year. What's next? Oh, I was just doing something real quick. Mm-hmm. Bobby Wagner averaged 10 tackles a game. That's crazy. Oh, my gosh. He's not even on that list. Ooh, boy. That's why I, I was just looking up real quick. <sighs> Pretty interesting. Not, I, that was, that's crazy. <laughs> that is absolutely <laughs> 10 tackles crazy. He, 159. Bobby Wagner's been a great player for, for since he's been in the league. Shout out to Bobby Wagner. So the next one is offense player of the year, non-quarterback. We pretty much already know who that is. Christian McCaffrey. Michael no. Thomas. Uh, okay. Yeah, I agree, too. <laughs> I'm going Michael Thomas. Yeah. He's actually who they have at number one. Then it's Christian McCaffrey at two. Mm. Tied at third is Derrick Henry and George Kittle. Mm. Five is Aaron Jones. Six is Delvin Cook. Seven is Nick Chubb. Eight is Austin Eckler. And nine is Travis Kelsey. Dang. Yeah, yo, Mike I'm going Tom- Mike Thomas. My, yeah, yeah, I do, too. I, I, I retract 1,700. I forgot that. Receiving yards. Yeah. Broke the reception record. McCaffrey killed it too. Though. Oh yeah, definitely. But do you have a thousand and a thousand McCaffrey? A thousand think, receiving, thousand rushing. I think so, and a hundred receptions. <laughs> do you want to know what Ron Rivera did as soon as he walked into the uh, Redskins locker room? What? He threw out the ping pong table and the shuffleboard. <laughs> yeah, peace, y'all. <laughs> Listen, Ain't no man. fun games here. <laughs> That's it. We're Let's about go. winning football games now. All right, uh, the last category: most valuable player. MVP. Lamar Jackson. So Lamar. So this is what they have. And I, there's something on here that's going to piss you off, but that make me and Frank happy. So number one is Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Number two, Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Number three, Patrick Mahomes. Number four, Michael Thomas. Number five, Carson Wentz. <laughs> number six, Deshaun Watson. Why would that make both of you happy? Number seven. That's what I want to know. Dak Prescott. To be on that list. You're crazy, bro. But he's ranked. You've been sober f- eight years. <laughs> you might have went back five <laughs> seconds ago, right there. I might Listen, question that five seconds. What he did but, with that? With come that on, dog. Don't Eagles keep giving me what he did with team. Carson he Wentz stunk all year. Is ranked in front of Dak after the year Dak had. Carson Wentz is still they That's say, not better true. than him. That's not true. It's Just, not true. He had nobody. I, I don't think. I think that Dak Prescott didn't have through, anybody through for all, years. Through all the wide receivers, none of I don't care. Not one wide receiver was had over 500 yards. I don't, he was bad all he year. If you're, if you're watching, seven in the playoffs. I don't care. Nine and seven ain't With good. He nobody. did that. They he did that so because the Cowboys injuries. had a dump. They were signing I don't wide care. receivers <laughs> off the streets of Philly. I don't care. And he was making them work. I don't care. Winning football games. I don't care. Yo. That all deserves year. respect. You, you listen to you this listen is to exactly Sports what Center. I thought was gonna happen. <laughs> you listen to Sports Center and every every single show they got on there, and I listen to Get Up every single day. Every week they said that he wasn't good. Every not, week, not, I agree. Not now, I agree. And they keep saying but, it. Yes, they do. They keep saying it now that he had three good weeks. But it's based he, off of three good weeks, maybe. But how how crazy is Let it? Let me though? ask you, and I want you to be dead honest with me. 
as I'm honest gonna, as possible. I will. Did he have a better year than Dak Prescott? No. Okay. Dak did. That's and that's why I, I think this is pretty shot. Right. I think the only but reason why he's— But are you taking that everything into consideration, like the talent that he had around him? And yeah. what he did with it? Or are you just basing that off of numbers? Numbers. Okay. Yeah, I mean you're right. How, he did have Dak had a better year, had listen, better numbers. Whenever we argue the comp that argue that, when I look we're at talking a about better MVP, quarterback, though. we're not talking about I, anything else. MVP, I, I think Dak. So had, what are you talking? Is ranked higher than Carson Wentz? I think that. Hundred percent. That's why I'm shocked that Wentz is 100%. higher than Dak in his in his ranking. That's crazy D- to me. Dak had Dak a threw lot for of less fi- almost five thousand yards. Well, this do, year. Do you know that this year So did Jameis Winston is he Carson, to be on that list? Carson Wentz's first year in the playoffs. This is first playoff game. This year. And he's gonna take an L. That's first of all. Second of all is Come on with that, man. Pretty crazy, though. And listen, I, I, and I'll, send, I, you, I'll send you a video of me uh, celebrating in the streets of Philly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something. Good. I know a lot of real dudes that live in Philly. Going to East Stroudsburg, man, I had some heavy-duty Philly, Philly guys over there. So shout-out to all those real gangsters. But everybody else that's there, <laughs> that's a bunch of herbs, I'm gonna get myself Eagle fans, overalls. y'all are whack. But the real dudes, Nike boots. the real dudes, those dudes that would know know what's up. But the rest of these jokers, man, out there who are like love these eagles, man. No matter, I, I don't care. I don't. I'm gonna spend more time on them, bro. <laughs> Let's go, Carson Russell Wilson. For MVP. Russell Wilson and my dog Marshawn Lynch are gonna do their thing anyway, so it doesn't matter. They'll be crying. So I got I got two random things I want to talk about before we pick the winners of this week's games. Okay. So. Most receiving yards mm-hmm. in their first four seasons. Did you see this? Mm-hmm. All right, so don't answer. Who, who do you think they are? First four seasons in the NFL, most receiving yards. Who did? Wait, I got it. Like most it. receiving yards in their first four years oh, in the NFL. Oh, it's just one guy. Okay, There's two of them. Oh, two guys. Okay. Um, who do you think they are? I mean, I'm going to roll with Michael Thomas. That's number one. Okay. And then Mike Evans. In their first four seasons in the NFL? I don't know. Who's this episode? Uh, Randy Moss. Randy Moss. The greatest receiver ever. So Michael Thomas, 5,512 receiving yards. Randy Moss, 5,396. Listen, man, I went on my rant four years. two weeks ago about Michael Thomas. Guy's unbelievable. If Lamar Jackson wasn't Lamar Jackson this year, Michael Thomas should win the MVP. They'll never give it to a wide receiver. Of course not, but that's whack. Yeah, Super I agree. What we want to do, pick the games? I got one more random thing. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> A.B. posted today his NFL all-decade team. Mm-hmm. He only picked four major offensive positions and four major defensive positions. Like Antonio Brown? Antonio Brown. So, he has Tom Brady, quarterback. Okay. Which we could probably agree, agree on. Uh, Adrian Peterson is his running back in the last decade. Okay. He has himself <laughs> as wide receiver of the yeah, decade. Yeah, dog. Yeah, of course. Which I agree with. Yeah. No, I got no beef with that. Tight end, Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, I got no so beef with that. So I agree with all four of those. Yeah. I, I ain't I, mad I was, at you, A.B. I was trying to think of a better running back, but like all decade, it has to be A.P. Oh, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to like, think I can't of think, think of anyone guy. else. Right. Over the last 10 years, you got to think what that guy did in, in his 10 years. His le- Is there another running back? I, like, yeah. No, yeah, you got to give it to him. And then for defensive-wise, uh, edge rusher, he has Von Miller. Okay. Inside defensive lineman, J.J. Watt. Okay. Inside linebacker, Patrick Willis. Wow. Yeah. 
Listen, I love Patrick Willis. He was great for the 49ers for years. And then a cornerback is uh, Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman's whack. I think Revis still, if we're talking about the whole decade. Mm. How many years did he pay, play in this decade? I, a lot. Yeah? yeah like he yeah, just, he yeah. just recently? It's like his whole career. He was on top for a long okay. time, too. A very long time. Um, yeah, because Dion and those guys don't fit in that category, right? That's before no. this. Talking about ten years, though. Yeah, bro, I don't remember last. How many, I don't remember last year. How many years did uh? How many years ago was it when Ray Lewis retired? Three. So or he so. played seven years in this decade. Yeah, how you not got no, Ray no, Lewis? No, 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 no. He retired longer than that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. 2013 when they won the Super Bowl. Wow, I don't know. So what yeah. What? Goes on, man. <laughs> so all right, never mind. I don't know what that means. Y'all are old as I was hell. Try- I, I need was to see to- that like on a PowerPoint. What about Bobby Wagner? Guys who play. Yeah. still too young. Yeah, I like Bobby. Or Wagner Patrick on Willis. That. Yeah, I like Bobby Wagner. I think there's got to be other guys that's just not popping. Whenever these things come up, I can't. Jonathan Vilma. Think clear. Hmm. Yeah. Excuse me. I know the mic had that picked that up. All right. Well, yeah, this is kind of interesting. His his all decade definitely. That would be cool just to bring up, see what you guys thought. Hundred percent. All right, so let's pick, let's pick the games. All right, here we go. Eagles. Oh, we're not there yet. Bro, let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. If you turn into one of these people uh, that yeah. since you go to Philly every now and then, that you just root for Philly stuff, you didn't I'm going to kill Carson you. Wentz jersey I'm going to kill you Are you, if you come me? back. I'm going to slash <laughs> your tires. I'll the slash your tires, one. and I'll <laughs> cipher your gas out of your car. You will never go <laughs> if you start doing this. If oh, you start doing man, this. This is hilarious. All right, let's pick these games quick. Um, all right, so. You are an Atlanta Falcon <laughs> fan. You're an Atlanta well, Falcon fan. You're a Yankee fan. I don't know who you root for basketball wise, but you're that. I kind of like the Phillies. You do not like the Phillies. You don't <laughs> like the Sixers. Here. You don't like the Flyers. You don't like the Eagles. Get the heck out of here, man. This guy. So the first game tomorrow. I'll let four- you root for Bernard Hopkins, <laughs> and that's where it ends. Four- <laughs> Tomorrow, the first game is at 4.30. The Bills are at the Texans. Texans are minus two and a half. I'm going Buffalo Bills. And I'm going Buffalo Bills Me too. because of this. I think they're a very well-balanced team, great coach, and my dad is a Buffalo Bills fan. So I'm going to roll with the Buffalo Bills. And one of my favorite cousins ever, Rudy Miglarisi, is a Buffalo Bills fan. So I'm going Buffalo Bills, bro. I like Deshaun Watson. I like Hopkins. I like what they're doing over there. I'm I think J.J. Watt might be back. He is back. So that, that's going to be dangerous. That's huge. I, Completely different reason I'm going for the Bills because they're the underdogs and I need those odds. <laughs> so I bet on the Bills and I need them to win. I just think that's a dice roll one, so you got to kind of go with either the odds or you know somebody or something like that. You know somebody. You know what I'm saying? You know somebody I'm, that roots for the Bills? I'm going Texans. Okay. Just okay. because they're at home, they're getting J.J. Watt back. Mm. That, that could be huge, getting yeah. pressure on Josh Allen. If they could contain him and not let him run the ball mm-hmm. – that, that's going to be the key for yeah. the Texans' defense to win that game. Yeah. You can't let Josh Allen run for 100 yards. Cole Beasley, John Brown, got to have big games receiving the ball. They got to run the rock with some type of consistency. The defense will show up. They got to they gotta turn over Watson twice at least, and they got to Which is possible. Yeah. The Texans, you never know who you're going to get. Yeah. All They're going to throw the ball all a lot. Season. They go in the, the, to New England and, beat, and stomp up the Patriots. The next week, they lose to some bum team. Right. Like, so... But I just think come playoff time, this team's going to be focused. They have mm-hmm. the talent. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going Texans. Okay. Uh, the, the late game tomorrow night, 
The Tennessee Titans are at the Patriots. The Patriots are minus five. I'm going Titans. The Tennessee Titans have never won. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Ryan Tannehill has never won in Foxborough. I still want to. They're very balanced. They could throw the ball. They could run the they ball. They put up points, something Extremely that the Patriots balanced. can't do. Put Extremely up points. Balanced. The run game is Tennessee is Titans huge defense is good. Yeah. So it's not Man. crazy to think that the Tennessee Titans have a good shot at winning this game. Mm-hmm. But then again, the Patriots. I'm going to go Patriots because it's in Foxborough. It's Tom Brady and Belichick. How could I can't you bet go against them? Exactly. Because whenever we say the Patriots are up against the ropes, the Patriots are done. Yeah. Next week, though, you know, though, they're putting on another cap that says 2019 yeah, right. Super Bowl champs. Though the RDC crew is a big fan of the Titans yes. in many different ways. You know um, that Tom Brady has never won a Super Bowl without a first-round bye? Yes, you did We're say just that. talking about this week right now, though, right? Beyond yes. this, I'll figure out what I'm going to yes. do from there. But I got the Patriots in this one. I'm going the Patriots. I, I think the Titans are going to win. But I want the Patriots to win. Oh. Because I think... I was thinking this today. I was listening to the ESPN radio when I was at the gym, and I think the Titans would be the only team that could probably give the, the Ravens a run for their money. Oh, you're crazy. But yeah. I, I, I don't think our defense would be able to stop Derrick Henry, and that's in a hurt. Is no, it? They could run the I, ball against – I think it would be a tough game, but there's If Derrick Henry runs the ball well shot, and keeps the Lamar Jackson off the field, we can't beat the Titans. I think that would be the hardest game for us. Not even I, the Chiefs will be hard, but I think the Titans might be the one to give us a run for our money. I so that's think, why I don't want I don't want to yeah. see the Titans advance. I think the Patriots are going to win, but I would love for the Titans to win. That's who I want to win, yeah. but I think the Patriots win. And you um, got who? You Titans. Just, do you think they're going to win? And you want them to win? <laughs> yes. Okay. Me and Rich got a double, double on entendre, if that's even what that means. I have no clue. I came up with two crazy words this episode. All right, then it's Sunday night, or Sunday games. The early games, the early game is at one. You got the Vikings at the Saints. The rematch a couple years ago, mm. Stefan Diggs. The Minneapolis Woo! miracle. But uh, the Saints are minus seven and a half. That's a lot of points. Yeah. Why? I don't like that. If Why? We're, if we're picking with the points, I'm going Vikings. But I yeah, think right? the Saints Wait, are going to Wait, the Saints win. are at home, right? Yeah, they're giving seven and a half. Okay. That's a lot of points. I think they win, like Frank Dalvin said. Dalvin Cook's completely healthy? Yes. Well, I don't know about completely. Who are you going? I'm going Vikings to cover, Saints to win. Agree. Okay. I'm agreeing with him. Vikings to cover, Saints to win. Yeah, I ain't mad at that. Saints, I think the Saints are going to win. I agree, but I don't think they could cover seven. It's yeah, it's gonna seven and a half. It's going to come down to the final I, I, two minutes. Yeah. I mean, I even see the Saints winning by seven, but then they, they don't win. Yeah, they don't cover. They don't cover. They got to turn them over. They got to get to Kirk Cousins, rattle them. The um, 4 o'clock game, the Seahawks are <laughs> at the Eagles. The Eagles are plus one and a half. So crazy at the Seahawks with their record. They're at another team. <laughs> right. I don't care who the team is. Just crazy. at another team stadium after the year they had. Bye, didn't the Eagles bye. beat oh the Saints? Gosh. I mean, didn't the Eagles beat the Seahawks earlier this year? The Eagles beat the Seahawks? I don't know. I don't know. I forget. I feel like that might have happened. I'm going Seahawks. Yeah, me too. Russell Wilson. I'm I'm going Seahawks. I'm not stupid. Take it easy (laughs) over there. Come on, Seahawks. Run run Marshawn Lynch. I can't wait to see that again. Run Marshawn Lynch, I cannot wait. That's going to be fun to see. They would have beat the 49ers if it wasn't for that delay of game. Yeah, those games come. Those are two battles this year. Both of those games were awesome. 
Anything else? I got one more thing. We have a couple more minutes okay. before we have to end this episode. Okay. Um, let's talk some UFC real quick. Oh, you got something else? Yeah. What were okay. you going to add? I thought you were going to sneeze. Because I got something to add, too. Do you, do you, you said you have something at I the I just want to go over this real quick. Uh, just that? Yep. Okay. I just wanted to give a shout out, man, to like just one of the... One, maybe one of the maybe the greatest commissioner ever that passed yes. away yesterday, David Stern. Um, he was the NBA commissioner for I think like thirty years, one of the longest. Um, games were on tape delay before David Stern came in. You couldn't see a game live. He changed. He had part of changing that. He his marketing was unbelievable. How he made the players the forefront of what the NBA is and why guys like LeBron and Steph and Michael Jordan and Every other single superstar ever played in the NBA are what they are. You could buy an NBA team before he took over for $5 million. Now NBA teams are worth $2 billion. Wow. $2 billion. Um, he's helped start the WNBA, and they've never had a lockout. One of the only women leagues that continue to see go out that way. The average salary back in the day before him, $250,000. The average salary now is way more than that. Oh, yeah. He took the All-Star weekend, and he made it an absolute show that everyone wants to see. And you know what? My favorite thing, and, and, and I don't know if you guys remember this, but I was a young dude back in the day when he did this. He invented the dress code. He put the dress code into effect for the NBA players. NBA players were showing up in like jerseys and kind of like straight off the street type thing. And listen, they, they all influenced me. Allen Iverson, Rasheed Wallace, all these guys coming into the arena, man. I, I, I dress like them just to, you know, I grew up growing up in Brooklyn. Like that's what you want. Like they influenced me so much in my youth, NBA players. I was a huge, I still am, but I was a huge NBA fan. I know everything about the NBA possible back then. I fell off a little bit, but this dress code was like a big controversy that he put in. And then, and then, the, and then the players just kind of owned it. And now it's like a thing. Like these guys are like, you want to see what they wear when they come yeah. in. But the young kids now don't realize that 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 was a change. It wasn't like that. But this guy and the legacy this guy built. A couple of lockouts were in there. The brawl, the malice in the palace, he went through that. A couple of different things, the, the, the referee betting on games. He had to battle through a lot of different things as an NBA commissioner. But I think the most important thing is also, too, if you look at the logo of the NBA, it's, it's a player. It's Jerry West. You look at the logo of the NFL, it's the shield. And that's a big thing that I think why everyone of the NBA players love their commissioner is like it's a player's league. It's an absolute player's league. The players are the stars of the show. The NFL needs to adopt some of that. I'm not saying they need to change their logo. I just think there's a significance in that. And David Stern, man, God bless him, his family, and everybody that had some type of impact. He had some type of impact on because they said this guy was an unbelievable person, man. And that said, that was really sad news for me yesterday, bro. I grew up a huge NBA fan. And David Stern, bro was what was the NBA. So we're going to definitely miss him, but like shout out to him, bro, and his legacy that he lives on. I just want to add that on there. I think we should just end the episode on that. I mean, what I have we could talk about next week be going into the UFC fight right. between Connor and um Cowboy Cerrone. So yeah. it's nothing like we really got to talk about now. We'll okay. just end the podcast on that. It was pretty good, Mike. Yeah. The David Stern episode sharing it with Randy Moss, one of the greatest receivers ever, but RDC crew, we out.